cold hard cash, liquid money, <laughs> Texas tea. None of these are true. <laughs> What's our topic today? Oh, I knew I forgot something. <laughs> you don't have you a forget topic? our daughter at the grocery store. You come home, you forget to go to work, and now it's time to podcast, <laughs> and you don't have anything. I've been supporting you for so long. I am done. I am done. I forget to go to work. <laughs> Is that like a thing? I don't know. That men forget to do. You forgot to go to work. You forgot to go to work. You left your daughter at the grocery store. You didn't pick up the bread from school. (laughs) The bread from school. (laughs) Yeah, because you left the daughter at the Uh, grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. (laughs) I just sat in the driveway forgetting to go to work. I left the I left the neighborhood. I was like, what the hell am I doing? I drove and went back home. (laughs) You ever leave? You ever <laughs> me walking back into the kitchen? You ever like go into a room and forget why you went in there? Like for forget what you were supposed to go get? Phoebe screaming, "Patrick, the fire extinguisher!" <laughs> Welcome to the. The only podcast that gets you more bang for your buck. It's your boy Ethan. That was the one you worked so hard on. Uh, I'm Patrick. <laughs> That's no need to to to. to why did you have to make fun of me? I'm sorry. That was mean. Is that the energy you want to start this podcast with? I want that's <laughs> that's the joke. That's, that's really it. that's it. First, you forget me, to go let to me work. Let you in on a little secret. Sometimes <laughs> jokes are bad on purpose. Okay. <laughs> Some people make yeah, that, entire careers out of their jokes being bad on purpose. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's right. I knew that. I, I that, that's what I was doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. All my jokes were bad because as a joke. Get it? Welcome to Cold Hard Cash Wednesday, baby. Cash Wednesday, like <laughs> Ash Wednesday. Oh, okay. we were talking about cash before the show. Hey, get your ash to mass. No, right. see that's so. What you just did is what I did yeah. at the beginning of the show. You're you, right. You know how bad that was. <laughs> he right. did it ironically. Yeah, and I demand to be respected. On um, this show. Ash Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, not being a holy day of obligation, is the actually Frankenstein was the monster of Catholicism. That's true. That's pretty good. That's or scientist. Sorry, I messed it up. I got it. I still got Frankenstein it. Frankenstein was actually the Frankenstein was the author. Actually, Mary Frankenstein. Shelley. <laughs> Actually, Frankenstein was Robespierre. That's that's what Robespierre. Yeah, Frankenstein is a is a is a metaphor for the French Revolution. Interesting. Yes, I always thought it was a metaphor for how when Mary Shelley was growing up, she was stitched together by a mad scientist and animated <laughs> by electricity. It's actually autobiographical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody, nobody talks about that though. Uh, no. I want to do this is a teaser trailer for those of you that are listening. I think some point in the next. With all this free time that we have now, because it's Lent and we're living as we ought, uh, we should do some kind of Patreon special. I've got a little, I've got something noodling around in my brain that I want. Everyone to, does. Everyone does Christmas specials. We are doing a Lenten special. A Lenten special, uh, and it's where we just have wine glasses of water and just pretzels on the table. Ugh, that sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> this is the uh, something that I want to talk about too. Is are you in on doing the Patreon thing, by the way? 
Oh, yeah. We do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll schedule that later. We'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. So sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash the crunch. Where patro- be a patron. We're going to submit. We're, either, we're probably not going to do it live because it just has too many variables. But what we'll do is record something, upload it to a private SoundCloud that none of you have the access to, and then put, only post the link in the patron Discord. That's called the bonus podcast. The bonus podcast. But it's I'm trying to make it sound like a new thing so that people sign up. Oh, oh, yeah. Why are you sorry. undermining me at every turn this episode? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but I've been thinking about how I w- some some interesting and disturbing trends in content creation, specifically podcasting, that oh. are going to be a little bit, they're going to be hot, and I might call out some individuals. And I don't want that to go out to everyone, but I would yeah. like a safe space to process these things. Wait, can you edit this part out where you tell me first? Uh... No, I'll just tell you after the end of this episode, so I don't have to. No, end. but I, I'm gonna be thinking about it. No, you won't. You're gonna forget yeah, in a couple minutes. No, I'm not. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thanks. Uh, what was the other thing that I was gonna say? Oh yeah, Lent. Mm-hmm. Love it. Starting today. Uh, interesting how Lent is actually not 40 days where you just try to make yourself miserable on purpose. <laughs> people think this and they're and those people are wrong those people are incorrect see our episode last week i think like today i'm fasting but i it was 2 30 in the afternoon i said you know what i'm gonna make a cup of coffee because i'm not an animal you know well i drink coffee all day when i'm fasting really hence that time i almost crap myself <laughs> and that actually wasn't even related to the coffee <laughs> what's uh what's happening what's the news not the Pittsburgh news. Um, not the Pittsburgh news. I mean, even though you are in just Pittsburgh. what's going on. Yeah. So th- this week, when you're listening to this podcast, I'll probably be down in, in the in the good old state of Tejas doing a uh, oh. doing a parish mission. No way. Yeah. Did you tell me about this? I don't know. Okay. First of all, I don't all, know. I'm pissed that you didn't tell me. <laughs> Second of all, where is it? It's at Our Lady of the Miraculous Metal Catholic Church in Texas City. and in Texas it is- City. Texas City. Every state has a city, and uh, where is yeah, that south, in relation to the other metropolitan areas? It's it's part of Houston. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's halfway between Houston and Galveston. Got it. Texas City. Cool. So it's um, it's close-ish to where Phoebe's mom and parents live, and so we're going down there together. Nice. And it's gonna be real fun. And then I'm doing a, a three-day mission on. Marriage, marriage for teenagers you know they're all thinking oh. about getting married they're all like when i can't wait to i can't wait to to make a lifelong commitment at a young age and have several kids uh, that's what they're all thinking so we're doing a <laughs> so you're doing a mission just for teens yeah so it's i a didn't know they mission. had i didn't know they had parish missions for teens it's like chicken yeah. soup for the soul <laughs> for kids for kids um it's a parish mission and there's a teenager section oh so you're so doing both a, yeah. the parish mission to all the no. adults oh no no, 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 no. i'm not oh, doing okay. it to the adults no, no, no. Oh. i'm not doing a parish mission for adults gotcha i was about to be really excited it's still good that you're doing parish mission yes. for teens yeah but i thought you were doing like the 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 parish mission no no no, no, yeah, no. okay well that's really exciting are you uh, are they paying you pretty good are you making some... they're pre- they're paying me enough <laughs> they're paying you pretty good market rate for what yes. your time is worth come on man that's, sure that's awesome <laughs> let's go we're try- yeah no it's it's very it's very good to be able to do this um yeah so i if you're in if you're in around houston uh i don't think we have any listeners in texas and if we do they're probably so small and so tiny and not so tiny and, and not they, bigger 
because and they're probably in the middle of nowhere and they probably don't have anything to say they're probably very Nothing. quiet so if you're from yeah. texas and you're listening to this see ya see ya. yeah you're not there you don't yeah. exist i don't have anything else to add so that's what i'm doing and i'm i'm trying to uh so there, there was a the mission is based on the a document from the USCCB. You know yes. what I mean? And so the USCCB put out this uh put out this plan and and the 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 trick is marriage for teens in the United States of America. No, so that's exactly the point. Okay. It's not for teenagers, it's for couples. Uh, and so ooh. it's a pretty it's a pretty good like it's right. like a there was a synod document. Okay, so they <laughs> someone really in the church someone releases a piece of paper and then everyone writes about it. So, um there was a there was a synod document and then there was a, a another document about the implementation of that document. Nice. And then there was a then the USCCB created a workbook for people to run parish missions off of the themes that were in both of those documents. So that's immensely practical, which is good. One of my favorite quotes of all time that I'm going to share probably again on this podcast. We need to expand the bureaucracy to meet the needs of the expanding bureaucracy. <laughs> That's, so this that's what that, but I read that's what I read through this I read through this document pretty good stuff yeah. seven themes oh. um but my my job <laughs> is to make them uh for teens seven themes for teens teen themes and, yeah the, the 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 workshop like the workshop guide seven themes is for highly solid. infatuated teens <laughs> <laughs> the, it has like discussion like the for the adults it has discussion questions cool. and it has practical stuff it's similar to marriage encounter questions, mm-hmm. I would think, where it's like, let's talk about our sex life. And I'm like, well, that question doesn't apply to kids. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Interesting. Yeah. So do people, anyway, we're not going to get into that on this podcast. Do people what? Nope. I'm going to have a sex life. I don't think so. We're, we're I'm convinced that sex doesn't exist. <laughs> Patrick having a child. It's much, yeah, that's right. It's much like can't Canada. can't make that joke anymore. Ah, dang it. <laughs> You also can't make that joke about Canada anymore because Canada was in the, the national news for a while. Of course, Canada was in the national news. In Canada or our no, like news? It, like we were t- the truckers, you know. Yes. <laughs> what about them? I'm just saying you can't pretend it doesn't exist because it's very obvious that it's there. Mm, I don't know. All right. Do you want to get to some news that is real? Yes. Pittsburgh news. <laughs> bum, ba, dum, bum, bum, believe it or not. Anyway, that's, <laughs> I'm going to insert the actual. Regan's working on the on the real uh, bumper, so thanks, Regan. We should have it in here. Uh, welcome to Pittsburgh News, the only segment on a podcast that is about Pittsburgh, and it's gonna. We're talking today. <laughs> from, this is KDKA2 CBS Pittsburgh. You probably listen to them. You probably watch them. Yeah, on, I on tune your, into them on my morning commute through Fort Pitt Tunnel. It's a well. It's a television station, so I would hope that you're not tuning in. Nope. I'm, I take out my little portable the the TV that has the, a crank, crank on the side on of it. From Drake and Josh, <laughs> and I, I crank the side of the TV and I watch it. And then on on, on the radio, I have the Buckos, the Buckos game. You're the plan. one with the map, Dora. Don't ask me. <laughs> okay. This uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna read the headline. I'm gonna make a comment about the headline. Police. Woman blames coffee drinking parrot for car crash. I don't know okay. why they need to tell me that the police have said this. <laughs> <laughs> this one's better than the dogs. Okay. This is better than um, dogs. Hopefully no pe- no pets die in this one. But God, hold on. They read do, the headline to me. Read the headline to me again and let me see if I can piece together what happened. Police, colon. Woman blames coffee drinking parrot for car crash. 
Okay. So a woman is driving past a Starbucks. Yes. And all of a sudden she hears a cheeping coming from a car. She yes. looks to see what's going on. And pulling out of the Starbucks is an 18-wheeler driven by a parakeet. And it just bl- it just barrels through the side of her car. Maybe it's maybe we're misreading the headline. Maybe it's woman blames coffee slash drinking parrot for car crash. Like maybe okay. the parrot was intoxicated and she was drinking coffee and that is what resulted it. Or maybe just is the coffee a- the coffee trade in general. Anyway. So a coffee trade or Okay. Okay, all right. <laughs> Tell me. No, 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 go ahead. Tell me what actually okay. happened. Was all I right. right? Was it a parrot State parrot police driving an Say a woman or- I'm going to read it now, okay? okay. You're not going to be... You can't say anything. <laughs> State police say a woman blames her coffee-drinking pet parrot for distracting her moments before she crashed her car into a guardrail in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Troopers from Uniontown say the 35-year-old woman was driving on a South Union Township road just before 5 p.m. Tuesday when she noticed the bird pecking at the lid of her coffee cup. The woman says she struck the guardrail. <laughs> she glanced down to see what the bird was doing. The woman told the police that the bird likes to drink coffee, and they also found bird seed in a cup holder next to the coffee and a few feathers nearby. Police say the woman broke her arm and had facial cuts because her airbag deployed. The bird was safely removed from the vehicle. (laughs) So the police, I feel like, are not doing their job here. What do you mean? Because the police are reporting that the woman blames coffee-drinking parrot for car crash. What they should actually be is... Police found woman who has an, a dangerous relationship with her pet bird. You know, like it, this should yeah. really not be like, oh, the woman, this, the bird has wronged the woman in some. The bird was just living. <laughs> the bird was. The first bird of all, the bird operating. definitely does not like coffee. It's just you keep two things in the coffee cup, and one of those things happens to be bird food. <laughs> yes. So I'm. It just walk me through this, right? You are you're the woman. And you're driving, and you look uh-huh. down. I am the woman. <laughs> How do you get to the guardrail? <laughs> <laughs> I've looked down in my car at the cup holder before. I have had like sneezing attacks where I sneeze like three <laughs> or four times, and yet I don't hit the guardrail. <laughs> yeah. Do you think maybe that bird seed was uh, something else? And it was catnip. I heard catnip has catnip. intoxicating catnip. effects on humans. What is in catnip? I don't know, man, but it's like catnip. <laughs> it's like catnip to those cats. They can't get enough of it. Yeah, they're they're nipping it. It's yeah. One time when I I uh, was on a date in high school, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the the girl's dad dropped her off at the movie theater. We were going to see Les Mis. Oh gosh, this yeah. was in 2012, and uh, he drops her off. And he's, he's talking about, oh, it's pretty cold out here. And I looked him in the face. And I said, yeah, it's pretty nippy. <laughs> and he said, and he oh. said, honey, get back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> he said, said, all right. That was the only date that we went on. So um, just just thought you should know that I did that. That's good. Sarah Steiner, if you're listening, I'm married now. <laughs> Don't Sorry. call me. Do not call me. I am busy. Unless you want, unless your dad has more observations about the weather, I'm eager. I'm eager for another one. You you don't have anything else to say about the woman who uh, I, I, crashed I, into the guardrail? I no, I, I think I, I I thought that there was a car crash involving two vehicles, and I was like, this is no, not. This is a um, this is a one woman, one bird, one, one car, a one, woman show. one car crash. I think it's interesting that they 
that they found feathers in the car. As if they it found was feathers evidence. in the car? Like they, they're like, oh man, we found feathers. What could this mean? And the woman's like, I told you that I had a bird in the car. Like, <laughs> why, why do you need to investigate the feathers? I don't know why this is in the news. Here's I, I the, don't know why it, this is in the news. I, this isn't really a story as much as an event. Distracted driver. I like how they. I like how the guy reporting the story put coffee drinking parrot as if that makes the story quirky. It's like no, this woman is obviously a menace to society. Like she's, <laughs> she's driving look at this. Look at this local bird owner getting into all kind of wacky. No, 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 wacky like, no, let's, look, let's look at this unsafe driver crashing into guardrails <laughs> and blaming it on her parrot. This woman, this woman parrot. was very clearly living like she was in some wacky like B yes. movie starring like Owen Wilson and Ben right. Stiller, late 2012, where they're like in a car and they're in like. The car and they're driving things, and they're just know? looking and they're looking the parrot the is side. like the the parrot is like the the you know the for some reason the parrot is actually like a rare bird that belongs to like a gangster or something the, and, and the they, parrot they, voiced by zach galifianakis <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so we're getting all kinds of like inappropriate you know you remember that scene in scary movie two where the parrot sure. says lewd things oh yeah uh don't I never saw scary if you have movie kids two. in the car don't look up scary movie two parrot scene if you have kids in the car don't look up anything because you need to keep your kids safe (laughs) while you're driving them is there could it is it possible that the parrot in this case is a metaphor for Uh this woman looking at twitter while she was driving (laughs) (laughs) oh man and her crashing into the guardrail is a metaphor (laughs) for her getting canceled for the capital insurrection okay oh So I'm yeah I I think how many news stories do you think happen where it's like oh crazy crazy thing causes woman to crash when it's really just woman inattentive woman nearly kills other motorists like really should be the headline nine times out of ten but they find it's like oh uh, 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 new Katy Perry song distracts and awes <laughs> at, you know and then they say and then the woman crashes like I actually don't think correlation is not causation in many of these yeah cases. it's also very possible that she's lying about why she hit the car <laughs> <laughs> i don't trust people's self-reporting of their own uh, stupidity it's she gets out uh, of the car yeah. it, marijuana smoke bellowing behind her <laughs> yeah she's like, why'd you why'd you hit the car coffee drinking <laughs> coffee drinking parrot reefer parrot causes <laughs> coffee it's crazy right oh, it just man, so happened yeah. i crashed into the only guardrail in pennsylvania that also smells like <laughs> weed just it's just the one i don't know what they did they put thc in the you know in in the metal because it strengthens it strengthens it and the cop is like looking at the feathers he's like yeah that lines up you know that checks out yeah well that's all we have for pittsburgh news today thank you well that was good i appreciate your your time and attention going through the uh the different happenings in our great city the only reason that i'm able to do this segment is from the support of listeners like you so if you want my phone number and you want to text me Pittsburgh News, send me an email and I might give you my phone number. Pittsburgh News sponsored by the provider of my health insurance, the Diocese of Pittsburgh. <laughs> All segments, unless uh, otherwise you, noted, <laughs> are sponsored by the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Thank you, Diocese of Pittsburgh, for sponsoring this episode of The Crunch and The Birth of My Son. <laughs> I love it. It's kind of like... Your 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 son will be born, and the diocese is going to come in. They're going to have one of those big old stamps. They're just going to stamp them right on the butt. Property of <laughs> property. <laughs> you can't own people. 
No. That's something that sometimes employers tend to forget. Like the other day, it was snowing and icing here in Oklahoma. Sure. Emma was at the hospital, and the hospital was like, hey, guys, we might call a code black, and you guys like won't be allowed to leave. And I was like, dog, do they remember the 13th Amendment? Like, <laughs> you don't just get to tell people where to go and what to do, you know? Yeah. I told Emma that I was going to print off the 13th Amendment and bring it to the hospital <laughs> if they... If they made her stay and she was like, don't do that. And I was like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? I can't say I, it's scary to sleep alone. I can't have, I that. don't like it. I don't like it. The house pro creeps. tip, sleep on the other side of the bed. You'll, your body will be like, oh, we're in a different place. And they'll be, yeah, then you sleep. Oh, in a different place. And I'll sleep better because it's an unfamiliar. Yeah, no, it works. Okay. Phoebe was gone for like a week and my, one of my core team members like sleep on the other side of the bed and I did it and it worked. I just sleep in the middle whenever Emma's not here. I just I <laughs> like, spread eagles. I have sleep. a starfish. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yes. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's, uh, what are we talking about today? What's our topic? I don't okay so I I I hate to uh, steal a topic from another podcast. No we don't. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we've do. done that so many times. I um I was listening to so this is like Phoebe and I listened to this podcast together which is listening to podcasts is usually not a cooperative activity. Yes. It tends to be a solo job. Um but Phoebe and I were listening to this and we were so um we like kept stopping it and like having a discussion about it. Anyway, those are the best when you're on a road trip with your wife and you pick a podcast. You're like, let's listen to this. And your wife's like, I don't really care. But then she like pauses it and she's like, that's really interesting. And she starts engaging with the content. Yes. It's amazing. It's like very just, good. Not only am I listening to this, but I'm doing a podcast with my wife in the car. <laughs> it's a double podcast. Double with podcast. The commentary podcast. It's those are the best. The best moments. We've done that a couple of times. Yes, if you actually if you play if you play all of our podcasts simultaneously, you actually uh, you can hear a secret message, and it says <laughs> patreoncom slash the crunch. <laughs> a secret message. Yeah. Be sure to drink your drink Ovaltine. your Ovaltine. <laughs> That'll be us. Um, okay, so you're listening with Phoebes. Yeah. You're with the Phoebes. So it was because I was listening to the Pillar podcast in mm. the shower, and I was playing the playing the the story that JD told at the beginning of the what. Why you time it out? Sorry, can I make a? Can we just stop and just talk about the Pillar Podcast generally before we talk? Oh, about this yeah, specific sure. Thing, I think the Pillar Podcast is great. Mm-hmm. I think it has one glaring, unforgivable problem with it. They don't talk about Pittsburgh news. Well, yes, I was. Yes. Okay, so two things. Two things. <laughs> you know what you were doing to me at the very beginning of the podcast, where you're just like undermining me. Yeah. But you were doing it, you were like lovingly and all these things. And I'm not, sure. I'm not upset about it. JD does that to Ed all the time. And it prevents Ed from making any points because JD always has to jump in with some kind of joke or quip or correction or whatever. And it uh-huh. pisses Ed Condon off so bad. Uh-huh. But because they're friends and business partners, like obviously, you know, he still yeah. works with them. But I just want to grab JD Flynn by the lapel and just say, stop. Just let this your co host talk. This is what we call the Father Harrison paradox. The paradox, if you will. <laughs> I was going to mention that there's another priest who will not be named who does this all the time to his co host, but you've you've already you've I've already, already exposed it. him. So whatever that I correct, energy I is. Correct, I correct in front of our entire audience, not not it. Out of charity. I correct. Out of charity. Answer my dubia. Anyway. 
So um, I just I love the Pillar Podcast. If JD Flynn or Ed Condon are listening to this, sure. Ed, my heart goes out to you. I know what it's like. JD, my heart goes out to you. Quit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it's like. I'm sorry. Do I do this all the time? Uh there are times it's you don't do it all the time, but there are moments where I feel this when you are particularly like excited or we're talking about something that you have studied yeah. in school, <laughs> uh-huh. you you will jump in and and kind of sink your teeth into that thing, and I just <laughs> yeah. kind of have to I just have to sit back. So it's it's not it's not bad, but I think that was one of it's okay every critiques. Once yeah, it's like it. I, I Patrick can have a little bit of interrupting Ethan as a treat. <laughs> But interrupting each other is part of the pie. Like when you're online or even when you're in person, you interrupt the other person because it's like, I have something to add before you move off that train of thought. Cause that's yeah. just how conversation works. You know, you don't always, yes. if I just let the other person finish all the way out, everything they're going to say, then it just wouldn't be interesting. Cause there's no back and forth. So you have to, it's a balance. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I love the pillar podcast. When they talk about stuff I don't care about, I fast forward to the end so I can hear the game because I always enjoy the game. <laughs> That they play at the end. <laughs> That's all. I always I always check out for the game because I'm like I'm here for the news, baby. I want to know why the order of Malta is important. There's only so many times that I can listen to them talk about law or whatever. It's like, all right, come on, let's let's let's. Get I love to it. I learn about new make, things. Make jokes about '90s culture. Thank you. <laughs> so right. yes, we Tell love about the Pillar Podcast. Episode, yeah, we love the Pillar Podcast, uh, and. I love how they started off where it's like the podcast that brings you great Catholic conversation. I always feel like it's a dig. (laughs) It feels like a dig every time. It's like, listen, buddy, there's a billion of us. Billions. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, they did an entire episode not about the news. And I was like, hey, that's our thing. So that's why we started Pittsburgh News. I know. We're We're taking back back the news. We're taking back the news by force. And where JD went to a parish and like was treated in a certain way, he he ran into the 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 Cerberus that is right. Yes, the Cerberus that is a parish secretary. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was stuck in a room and he just wanted to see a priest. I I had an opposite experience at a at a parish. I walked in and I said, "Can I see a priest?" And the priest popped out his head and said, "Hey, did someone want to see me?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I just <laughs> we just I just had confession. That's um, it was great, but um. Yeah, it was basically like one of those instances where it's like, I am, a, I am a devout Catholic. I've done this before. I'm a devout Catholic. I work for a parish. I'm going to go test this parish. I'm going to go see like what they do when someone who is like they don't know and could be anybody walks in. You're you like know? one of those compliance guys who walks into the Amazon warehouses to see how deep in the bowels he can get before getting yeah. stopped, but for a parish. Sure, exactly. It's, it's like, kind of I, a dream I, job. I want to I wanna see... I wanna see how other parishes do it. Um, and so he, he had this, this experience where he was like, you know, he was like, I want to talk to a priest. That's all he said. And he kept getting like handed off to the next secretary. And they were like, we can make an appointment and all this stuff. And we just need to know why you're here. Like that sort of thing. Um, and the basic, the basic gist of the show was that's bad. Yes. Like that, that, that whole, that whole thing is bad. But then, the show went off into a little bit of a, a, a corollary tangent, which is an oxymoron. Interesting. Um, <laughs> that where a they perpendicular br- parallel. <laughs> they called into question the very notion of the parish curia, is what they called it. Um, this, you know, this lay ecclesial class 
where there are church workers and they run the church or they they do an extension of the of the pastor's you know ministry um and jd came down very hard on the side of like it it, it needs to be done needs to be done well ed was on the opposite side he was like no it's it's a historical aberration what he kept saying like this has never happened before and um we shouldn't do it my i came away with this conclusion i want to start with the conclusion and go forward because i don't think i I don't think we just just rehash their debate no i don't want to do that yeah yeah uh jd is right or ed is right that parish (laughs) that the suburbs are bad (laughs) just not good um the the community is too spread out and it doesn't need to be i think jd is right in that this is not the idea of like a parish where the priest employs lay people to do part of his ministry is not a historical aberration and he compared it to the congo right where there's a diocese the size there's a parish the size of connecticut and one priest drives around to all the different communities and he has a lay catechist in each community and so i said great that's cool. Our our sub- suburban parishes just need to operate like parishes in the Congo. Fine. So like, why don't we evangelize like parishes in the Congo? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's. I think that's that's that was my main contention. I wanted to see them go further. Hmm. So what do you? How do I don't understand the premise of your statement? Oh. How do the parishes in the Congo evangelize? Well, it's like a priest. That's so. There's like there's there's distinct there's distinct boundaries of communities. Like this is a community. We're setting up a community. We're establishing kind of like a mini parish and we're setting a certain person over that community to see to their catechesis. And I, as the priest will go and visit those communities and that's my primary job. Right. And it's like those catechists empower, empower is a dumb word. Um, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. Okay. JD Ed was like the structure of of a pastor employing lay ecclesial ministers to use a word term that Pittsburgh uses is bad and and JD was like no it's not bad it's done all over the place and it's like it's done in villages in in the Congo uh and I don't know my how come if if our if our uh, if our model is so normal then why aren't if if the lay people are being empowered then why aren't they why aren't they doing it you know what i mean there's why no aren't they doing the evangelism with the with the yeah. increase in yeah in staff people that's my main thing is like there's yeah. no there's no correlation between increase in staff people and fruit yes i think uh i think the argument that uh, it happens all over the place, so it's good is a bad argument. <laughs> yes. Um, or it's or even it's happened in the past, therefore it's good is a bad argument. Like we need to be able to evaluate things based on like whether like tradition can be a supporting reason for why you do something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it should not be like the main reason. And so mm-hmm. I think their whole debate was frustrating to me. So it's like it doesn't matter if it's happened in the past or not. What matters is is it does it work? Yeah. <laughs> Is it something that's good? Because ultimately for things that are non, I don't know, there's no like dogma surrounding who, how a parish is structured per se, you know, other than that, like the priest has a role and that lay people can't take 
the job of the priest, you know? Yeah. And they need uh, to have a safe environment coordinator that reports directly to the pastor. Well, I don't know if that's dogma, but it's not dogma, but <laughs> it is it's, now it's, yeah, it's helpful. Um, and a finance council. None of these things are necessary. <laughs> they're canonical, but <laughs> these are, these are required. Well, that's good. Um, but, the, but the, can, the, the, the canon law could be changed. Truly. How right? dare you? Yeah. Uh, I know. I just it just did get changed. There was at least all kinds of stuff. I refuse to believe it. Uh, so, the question needs to be not you know whether or not this is has happened in the past, but whether or not it's actually good. And I think there is, um, and so I think that's why Ed's argument was not very helpful because he was just saying over and over again it's a historical aberration in his like angry kind of British voice. And JD <laughs> was saying no, 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 no. It's very good because it happens in the Congo, and it's like. That was a no. great J.D. Flynn impression. Thank you. <laughs> I can see the argument for why we need staff sizes that we do in America if the goal of the American church is to maintain what has been done in the past, maintain mm-hmm. the same number of confirmations, maintain the same you know uh, number of baptisms, maintain the same amount of everything, right? If like the goal is just to maintain then yes, you need to hire those staff people. But if the goal is to bring the gospel to everybody, I, I see less of a reason why that is necessary. And so, and I think that's a valid argument because it's not, well, this is bad because of the money or this is bad because of this or this is bad because of that. It's like, what does the church exist for? Mm-hmm. Why, is, why is she here? Why are we members of it? Okay, now let's make our personnel decisions rooted out of that yeah and i think there can be arguments made for like why you need a youth minister i think there are arguments that can be made why you don't need a youth minister you know it's not to not to try and get rid of your job but well i mean this this podcast was like made me think seriously like okay should i even be doing this anymore yeah what or do, should i just like like should quit no quit coward <laughs> No, like what I should, or like what, what should I do? Like, should I, should I consider myself, should I just find some kind of like non-churchy job and then just do youth ministry in my spare time if I'm so passionate about it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. Like I, I, but I, I think youth ministry is, is one of those things where it's like, you know, they, the kids want something that's separate from their parents. And so you can't, the parish does kind of have to provide them with something, you know, cause they're, they have this like school mindset, you know, where it's like, I go to the thing and I get the thing anyway. I, it's frustrating because when I showed up at this parish, there hadn't been a youth ministry in years since a very, a very good youth minister named Bob Summers, um, was a youth minister. There hadn't been youth ministry at this parish for a very, for a very long time. Um, maybe there's someone in between him and me. I'm not sure. Anyway, there had not been youth ministry at our, at our parish for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's because there wasn't a hired youth minister. And I think that if my youth ministry, when I was in high school, um, if my youth ministry, our, the youth minister left and my freshman year, and I think that if we had not found another youth minister, I think we would have been fine. Because we had high schoolers who were developed in their faith and in human formation and leadership that they would have just 
had everyone over for a Bible study, we would have had one of our parents organize a Steubenville trip once a year, and we would have just done that. Mm -hmm. I think we would have been fine. I think it may have died after us. Yeah. After those kids left. But I think we would have been generally fine. And like, I, it sucks that, um, parishes need a youth minister. Mm -hmm. I would love it if parents would just do youth ministry. It also sucks that parishes need the catechists and the DREs and the, like all of those other roles too, because it's like, man, it feels like everything has just been outsourced. Yeah. Cause like my, one of my core team members, I am, in, I am incredibly blessed with core team. I have two former focus missionaries and one guy who did core team at a youth ministry in Madison for like years and someone who's been is like a lifer at this parish and she and everyone's under the age of 30 <laughs> nice it's You're cooking. it's it's solid and we have like 15 kids but it's great you know it's up um and he was telling me about his youth ministry and he was like the parents would parents would take turns making tacos or teen food they would call it teen food teen food whatever teens eat you know a priest or someone would come and give a talk or like one of the kids would give a talk or one of the parents would give a talk and then they'd go downstairs and they do adoration for 45 minutes. Nice. I was like, and he was like, yeah, that's all we do. And I was like, that's great. Yeah. I don't know if I could put that in the bulletin. Um, but what's stopping you? Yeah. Right. But, but like what, if that's, if that's all, if that's all youth ministry needs to be, I don't need to be paid to do this. Because if if the I also unfortunately read um, apostolic some axio whatever someone who knows Vatican II documents will be able to correct my pronunciation but it's about it's a, the Vatican II document on the laity and it says like in 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 essence um, you're supposed to start apostolates and you're supposed to do individual apostolate work and you're supposed yes. to you're supposed to supposed to supposed to evangelize like you have to have to have to have to do this and I think. My 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 response to to this podcast was not, um, oh, it's morally wrong for me to keep my job. Yeah. My response was, it may be good for the parish if all of us lost our jobs. Interesting. Because what would happen if you know, we're just like, hey, sorry, the money dried up. I know you want your kid to go through faith formation. We don't have anyone. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. You want youth ministry? Sorry, we don't have it. Yeah. You want this? I'm sorry, we don't have it. Yeah. Um. You're gonna need to do it, because I mean, at, at, at Holy Spirit, I was I like briefly, I briefly became the coordinator of evangelization, yeah. because I wanted to start evangelization initiatives that that empowered our parishioners to do evangelization, and it started working because like. I created like these volunteer job descriptions to give it a little bit of like structure because people, Phoebe even told me that she was like, I was, my mind was blown when someone told me I could start my own Bible study. It's crazy. It's, we just don't think about these things. We don't think like I could just, my brother and I, Nick and I, one day when, when I was home for the summer, we went door to door evangelizing without anybody telling us to do this. That's amazing. (laughs) And it's like, that's the kind of attitude that I have. I'm like, okay, yes. let's, if I think of something, I'm like, let's do it. But that's not the attitude that everybody has. No. But and I would, the, the I would, is, I would. Here's the problem. It. Here's What's the problem. What's the problem? 
the problem is, is that everybody hears that and they're like, yes, people don't have the right attitude about evangelization. So what we need to do is we need to hire someone to run a program that then teaches them how to like Evangelize. the solution then becomes the, the, the activity thing that we talked about last week. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not digging on programs. I think programs can be extremely helpful, but our whole frame of looking at our life is just wrong. It's just <laughs> incorrect. You're, you read the soul of the apostolate. Yes. Yes. At the very beginning, it says, if you are doing some kind of external work that is not rooted in your interior life with, with God, Jesus has a responsibility to the Father to destroy your exterior works. Yes. He is going to break you like a little stick because he is God and you are not. <laughs> He's going to love you the whole time, right? He's not doing it because he hates you. He's doing it because he it, it would be wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think we have this mindset that well, as long as my, it's, it's like this weird, like weird Christian Gnosticism where like I have this, all these people who work for the church. All right. We've got this, we've got this knowledge, right? That we need to form people so that they can be self starters. And what we're going to do is we're going to set up a system so that the right people can learn how to do the thing. And then once enough right people learn how to do the thing, then we'll have the we'll have a perfect parish. We'll have the perfect church. Yeah, and it's just all focused on creating the perfect parish, or or an evangelizing parish, or an evangelizing community. Whatever it is, those things are not wrong, but that is the that's like a gnostic way of approaching things. It's an American way of approaching. Let's make things perfect here on earth, and and use and use knowledge to to achieve it. Right. The actual solution is everyone needs to pray and let God do things. <laughs> yes like and 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 when god does things and when he invites you to join into what he's doing you be ready to say yes and ask for help when you need it but that's not the message coming out of any parish staff anywhere and so we're in this catch-22 where people don't know that all they need to do is nothing and the people who think that it's their job to tell people that all they need to do is nothing end up creating these systems that feed into the problem Mm-hmm. And so we're just stuck. So the way I see it, the only way to to do anything about this is to completely withdraw from the parish, <laughs> like institutionally, right? Not like, yeah. I'm still going to be a member. I'm still going to tithe. I'm still going to go to things, right? But like, I could never work at a parish because I just, I would not be a helpful part of the system. Mm-hmm. What I can do is I can pray my holy hour every day, you know, and do like what you said, right? It's like lead Bible studies, start up uh, radical, intentional Catholic communities in uh, in in Oklahoma. Come join, send me an email. Uh, that's what I can do. And like, that's all that anybody can do. So it's just like we, we've experienced this and we sense it. But there's really just like, from our point of view or from your point of view, like, is there really much that we can change? The fact that like the, that Gnosticism has a chokehold on mm-hmm. the entire American church. I don't know. I don't know either. I just, I, I like, I, I was, I'm just so sad. Yeah. Because it's like. We can be sad together. I try, I don't know. I mean, I, I was having these conversations with, with parents, um, of the Catholic school kids mm-hmm. and the, the general attitude was like, why do I need youth ministry? My kid's going to go to a. A Catholic high school. And I was nice. like, everyone has that thing that's like, I don't need, I don't need this because I have this, or I don't need, mm-hmm. 
Anyway. I don't need a God. I have Xbox. Or I have God. I don't need God. I have Life Team. Like that's another ooh, thing ooh, too. Like ooh, I, don't, ooh, I don't. That one I, hurts. Yeah. I know. Like that. That's that's possible. That's a thing. Like, but mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm trying to. Be. That's what that's the way that I've been f- talking about Life Team. I don't Team need God. Now. I'm an usher, dude. Yes, it's, I ush every week. I ush every single week, and uh, during the offertory, I go outside and I after the offertory, I go outside and I smoke a few with my boys. Um, <laughs> that can be can be kind of sick. To be honest, but that is what that—that's what used to happen. <laughs> you, go to, you go to mass in the morning, right? You ush at night. You blast a couple of cigs between, you know, the beginning of mass <laughs> and time to like tell people when to go for, you know, communion. Yeah, it's, that's that's the life. And tobacco doesn't break the fast. So you can still receive and look like a holy person. Tobacco doesn't break the fast. It does not. Whoa! What have I been doing this whole time? <laughs> not 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 blasting cigs. That's not, not, that's, that's not for ripping sure. cigs in the parking lot. What um, were we talking about? But I don't need God. I have this thing. Like I'll yeah, I'll yeah. I'll be fine because I have this thing. Yeah. The way I've been pitching Life Teen and like kind of telling people about it is like this is Life Teen is Philip inviting Nathaniel to come and see. It's not yeah. he's not Life Teen is not the Messiah. Yes. I am not the Messiah. Oh, we finally have a youth minister. It's not the Messiah. The Messiah is Jesus. Yes. Headline, and there's nothing like having weekly CCD is not the Messiah. Having you know, having having a a good parish picnic or vacation Bible school is not the Messiah. But all these all these things, I don't know. I just people don't want to talk about God. We're in. People, we're, people are just uninterested in the idea that God exists because they would much rather pour their heart and soul into a system that they can control. It's like, well, I can get really plugged in at the parish and I can do this and I can be in charge of this community. I can do this. Well, look at all these things that I can do. Or, well, my kid can go to this and he can get plugged into this and he's going to go to the Superville conference. be really excited. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. Such making a Catholic a family. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right. You know? Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh the the instead of oh, okay yeah so what we're part of my part of my job description is to um to do it's uh to to push firmly but gently against the historical trajectory of or to push firmly but gently for reform in the parish even if it goes against historical trajectory and even if i'm met with redress and recrimination that's in my job description so i'm supposed cool. to make the parish better even if the parish was not going to go that direction and even if people get upset about it nice and it's a sweet job description we talk about yeah it's a nice it's a nice part of the job description um we talk about what the parish used to look like and people tell me all the time they're like man are the teens doing something for the for the nationality festival like (laughs) well no what? No, because I because it's it's September and I got here in July and the teens don't exist as far as I'm concerned. They're not the nationality here. festival. Yeah, so instead of everyone having their own festival, we just have a big old festival with a bunch of nationality booths. That seems kind of white. Yeah, <laughs> to have a, well, a all of the nationality. Festival. Guess guess what all the nationalities are, Ethan? They're all white um, people. Th- yeah, well, there's also a Mexican booth, but it's not. It's run by the Knights of Columbus. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. <laughs> I should uh, I should make fun. Is it really that um, hard to do like a Polish feast on the like a Polish feast day and to do an Italian feast on the Italian feast? Like, is it really that difficult to have different? Do we really have to combine the like, President's Day? You know? Yeah. You know, we if 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 I were if I ran the zoo, I would say yeah. Let's let's do on the feast of Saint Stanislaus or Wenceslas or some other loss. We'll have a we'll have a Polish. We'll have a Polish. John Paul II you know? would have been a much easier thing to go for. Nope. But, uh, all right. <laughs> 
we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a Polish feast day. Sorry, uh, we, we're missing day. the point. I'm sorry. I just got yeah. distracted by the idea of Nationality Day. So, yeah, but so like, but people look at me and be like, "Well, no, like you don't understand. Like what used to happen at this specific predecessor parish is like we the teens would run the games in <gasps> no. the for the young kids, and now that really? doesn't happen anymore. Oh no, I know. And I I'm thinking like I don't know a teenager at this parish. At that point, I didn't know any of them. I don't know a teenager would want to do that just with unless they unless their parents i mean like I, what i what i tried to tell was like well yeah what also used to happen is that at this parish was everyone who went to this parish would go and so all the kids would need something to do all the teens would need something to do all the moms the dads ran the booths and ate the food and hung out and talked but now it's just like people who are driving by see a sign for it they're not plugged into the parish they're not part of the community whatever so like this what the nationality festival used to be a a system it used to be like a, 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 a program that gets people involved at the parish. Mm-hmm. And it's really tempting to say, well, that's an old one. Let's replace it with a new one that's shinier and stickier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's it's very like, we have a, a, it's very easy to make like a clear path to discipleship just to be like, hey, like get involved and, and have those same, like, but instead of a nationality festival, it's a small group. Instead of a nationality festival, it's a Bible study yes. or it's like an XLT night. You know, it's like, oh, but this is like, this is better. And it's replacing, we can't just replace a system with a shinier system. You have to replace yeah. the system with uh, Jesus. The gospel. Yeah. And the gospel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I. <sighs> but also, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the guy that Edmund makes fun of all the time where he's like saying that Jesus is the answer is like looking at a really hard math problem and saying, well, the answer is math. That's true. Um, I think there's a tension though between those two things where it's like the answer is this best practice standard practice thing the the answer is the purpose driven whatever the rebuilt whatever the divine renovation whatever and also at the end of the day all that matters is that you're preaching the gospel yeah I'm so exhausted even, yeah. by this whole thing because yeah I'm not you feel the weight of the world it. on your shoulder I, I do in this in this moment I'm not exhausted by you or anything that you're doing but the the language of just the the concept, right? The idea that it's good to be involved, right? And that your your baseline is that you're not involved, and that when you do X Y Z, you will be involved. Is involved is, is one of my trigger words. It's pernicious because yeah. well, so we're coming from back in the 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 greatest generation, right? Right. You know what they did? They were they were going to wars. To, war but they also (laughs) but they also had like the rotary club and the you know they were in a union probably and the knights of columbus actually was real back then and like (laughs) (laughs) no knights please don't listen to this um but like the the mothers would go to their like an actual like a quilting club like it would really be a real thing that they did yeah and like like, there was a a certain level of people voted there was a certain level of (laughs) civic and it did civic engagement right that that is different than what we have today. Yeah. Because the only civic engagement that people have on a regular basis now is sports typically, mm-hmm. which is not bad. It's not bad to be involved in like, and go to your local college or your alma mater, you know, football games every oh, Saturday. Yeah. And like, you're not exaggerating. Fun. You're not exaggerating. Number one reason why kids can't come to edge or life team is sports. Sports. Yeah. They're too involved in sports. Right. So sports has kind of replaced, you know, all of these other things Everything. that actually, yeah, contributed something to the 
yes society but not that sports don't contribute anything it's just there's it was much further removed yes. from any kind of the benefit. hunger games where we sacrifice our children's bodies to the good of the country yes. and sometimes if there's if there's leftovers from the registration fee we will buy snacks at the end <laughs> i'm yeah. sorry that i turned uh the hunger games into like a, a genuine uh, commentary on society i do not believe that it is that so I I don't know because when I watched the Hunger Games, I really thought, you know what, this really makes me think. Yeah, about how those people Un- over there, they're poor, and those people over there, they're wealthy. This is inconceivable. That's I what I thought when I was watching and reading the Hunger Games. The Good Goodreads has a list of like the best book from every century, and the uh-huh. one for the twenty first century is the Hunger Games. No, I know, isn't that funny? It's a good thing we got a lot of time left. Have they not read your book on brotherhood? Thank and masculinity? you. Masculinity? Coming out uh, from a publishing house yet to be named or created. Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so the problem is, is that we're operating out of that greatest generation mindset where everybody was engaged in doing stuff. And then slowly over time, that got replaced with work for the baby boomers. And then for Gen X, that got replaced with frick, I don't know, TV and entertainment probably. Music, and television, and skateboards. Yes, yeah, skateboards. And then for millennials, that got replaced with, you know, trips to the counselor. And then for <laughs> Gen Z, that got replaced with, you know, TikTok, TikTok. And, 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 and doing uh, hookah in the bathroom at school, you know? Sure. <laughs> I don't know what kids do. And devious licks. Devious like stealing soap dispensers from <laughs> the, the local Burger King. Uh, so... It's interesting because it's something always has to replace it. So now you have people who are boomers who think about their parents, right? And the par- they think about how how involved their parents were in the society, right? And how everybody knew each other and everybody was working together and it was just different. So those are the people who are in charge and are calling the shots currently, right? At your, at your average parish. Mm-hmm. Those people have also either retired or are about to retire and have a lot of free time to be involved at the parish. So what they feel like is they feel like they're doing what their parents always did. Yeah. And that's good because America was better back then. You know, I'm not saying this is true or false. I'm just saying this is what the mindset is. And so you have all this pressure from priests, from the, the lead, you know, people who have been there for a super long time. The, the, the longest tenured volunteers is this get involved. We need people to get involved. We need people to get involved. We need people to get involved. Yeah. Whenever, whenever an old person comes up to me and tells me that I need to talk to this one teen, they say, Oh, she's really involved. Yeah. It's like not even a joke. It. I know. And so it's that we have to understand that that is the mindset that we're entering into. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because like that just, it reveals a deeper truth about that generation. Um, and even about, you know, their children, like our parents, that like the idea that you can be a baptized Catholic who is faithful, who is attending all your whole, who's following the precepts of the church and not be involved, you know, like there's just like, that is, that blows my mind that like, I could look at someone who is fit, who has two to five kids, you know, who is faithful. They're praying as a family, they're doing all these things, but because they're not involved in a ministry, then they might as well not be Catholic. You know, not even like that. It's, it's like they're not. They're not. They're not at the fish fry, and they're not. They're not at the, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're not. The, they're not. They're not involved. We really got to get them involved. What's wrong with what they're doing? You know, like it's. Yeah. That is the parish is more alive in that family than in some you know, other couple that is like stressing themselves out trying to do every single thing, that don't that don't make time to pray and don't talk to their neighbor because they're always so busy going to 
everything every Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday yeah. night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, a parent emailed me today, distraught because oh no. Edge is at the same time as Ash Wednesday Mass, and they have a tradition on Ash Wednesday of fasting, going to Ash Wednesday Mass in the evening, and going out to eat and breaking the fast. Together as a family. And I said, go be with your family. Who cares about our stupid pretzels and edge? You really are on the pretzel. You buy pretzels today? Is that what the Yeah, so we do a snack every every time. And and pretzels are... are, Pretzels is We're doing soft pretzels at edge. The fastiest snack that there is. Quite literally. Because you eat them and you're like, there's salt in here and that's nice. But I don't like what's under the salt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can dip it in mustard too. Oh, these are big soft pretzels. Is what oh, these are big soft pretzels. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about like pretzel. Like no, 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 no. We're really not doing pretzel crappy, like small snack bag. No, pretzel yeah. sticks are good, but the snack because you can eat them like, by the handful. <laughs> you really can. And then it didn't like, occur oh, to me I until I was an adult that you could eat pretzel sticks one by one. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's like picking up those things that they put on the beach at Normandy and like sticking it in your mouth. You're like, it's kind of pokey. You know what I mean? What are those called? Oh, those things. Yes. I don't know. I always called them. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I always called them. I just thought of them as like asterisks. You know, barrack. Like, <laughs> it's just those Germans and their asterisks. They've got a lot of them. Um, I think they were roadblocks. Yeah, barricades. Maybe. Who knows? To like prevent the whatever. Nazi this is spikes. Not a, this is Nazi spikes. Eating stick pretzels. Is this isn't. This isn't Nazi hardcore history. Anymore. This is not hardcore history. We were talking about something good, and I was engaged, and now I forget what we you were talking, talking about. No, yes. how people you're, no you were talking about Edge, right? Yeah. Like the fact that. I understand, like, so there's a couple things. I want to make some concessions here to my, my family. Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I was super big on, like, going to Life Teen every week, right? It was really important to me because I was 16 and I don't know. There were girls there. there were, and there were girls there. But also it was <laughs> the only time that it was, like, I'm around other people my age who care about the faith because yeah. I didn't live next to anybody. I didn't have a lot of friends at school that were, you know, Catholic. Like, it was, it was important to me. But there were some times where I didn't do my homework or I was in trouble or whatever that I was like not allowed to go. And that was like so infuriating to me because I was like, no, this is my faith is the most important thing. Like, why are you making school be the most important thing? Because it's my faith. And I just didn't understand. Obviously, I didn't understand in the moment that my parents were just trying to make sure I didn't fail my classes. Like, they, <laughs> I, yeah. So like, I, I understand that. But also I had this mindset where like, I need to be involved. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to be at all the things or else then I'm not a good Catholic because I associate, like I didn't, I like the same thing that Phoebe is like, I didn't realize that I could like invite someone to pray with me outside of that thing. You know, I didn't realize that it was like, like I knew that I could teach someone something anytime, anytime anybody wanted to learn about Catholicism. Oh, I, I'll teach you something. I'll learn you. I'll learn you something real good. I'll learn you good. But I didn't, I didn't know that there could be some like relationships that were built on faith like outside of that group of people granted that's just being 16 and being kind of dumb you know but i just i wish that like there had been a broader just for me growing up like a broader understanding of and i think my parents were better than most at this Mm -hmm. to be honest like that like your your life as a christian is more than just going to mass going to youth group going like that was stated but it was just like hard it's hard to understand until you live it you know, or you see it modeled and we just don't have it. It's just not modeled for most people. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, I think that's a very interesting dichotomy. <sighs> anyway, uh, so, go, what you, so what are you going to do? 
go uh, well uh, what i what i did was i immediately called um my 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 boss and i was like hey we gotta um we have a problem we gotta go door to door like we gotta just we gotta cut our losses and the invited door to door the invited guests aren't coming to the banquet let's throw open Ah, the doors and go out into the streets and invite because we say things like oh our our mission is to all the people in our parish boundary but like we don't have a map of like who is like what i mean mars hill podcast they had a they had a map of seattle and they were like here are all of our people Mm -hmm. and it's like that's nuts right it's kind of nuts it's like well you know hey there's not a lot of people in this area that come to our church but hey there's this family that lives there we got to go tell them like hey go go talk to people like have a family dinner i don't know i i think what i can do institutionally to support not institutional activity yeah so it's a tricky one because you're yeah the 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 um the phone calls coming from inside the house kind of a thing you Mm -hmm. know what I try to do is like I, I try to spend as much time as I can, you know, in during my workday calling parents and like talking to them. Okay. You'd be surprised how many pick up just during the workday. So like a lot of my a lot of my work is like inviting kids to life team through their parents and it works. Mm-hmm. I spend like a week calling a hundred people and like five kids show up, but hey, you know that <laughs> it's a week well spent, you know. But I was like I was like I'm gonna start knocking on doors. That's what I, I'm gonna do. I love knocking on doors. Man, my Father Tobin is in heaven. I know this for a fact. But my my childhood priest, he came to my parish in 2001 on 9/11 actually. That was his first day. And uh oh, can you hear me? Oh wow. Yes. You're cutting okay. out. Oh, you heard of it. All right, so Father can Tobin. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Father okay. Tobin came to Ascension uh and in 2001 and he passed away last year on january 1st 2001 or 2021 and uh wait yes 2021 and he he dragged me to uh go door-to-door evangelizing one day when i came home from college and it was great uh he he and i prayed a rosary and he was like i gotta go meet with this guy on the corner first but then we'll go door-to-door and he pulled up to this guy's garage and he was out and he was just like, hey, hey, father, how are you doing? And Father Tom was like, hey, Tony or whatever his name was. And he's like, hey, have you decided whether or not you're going to join RCA yet? And I was like, this priest is having this conversation with this guy like right off the bat, you know, like going and finding, some might even mm-hmm. say fishing. Um, <laughs> and I was like, man, it'd be so cool if we just did that more <laughs> if yeah. people just you know what you don't even need my permission to go knock on go knock on someone's door and ask them if they know jesus they might say yes and you have a great conversation hey yeah. have you ever heard the gospel before oh you guys are you because i think i think i think ed's point is like the only reason why the only reason why people are aver- averse to doing door-to-door evangelization is because catholics are uncomfortable that's the only reason yeah. not to do it is because you're uncomfy yeah the apostles quite literally did door-to-door evangelization. Well, they had to. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they because did, they, they because they had to because they had to evangelize an area for the first time. And I remember because a, if they sent out flyers, it was like, "Hey, we're going to have life teen." Like no one would come, 
<laughs> so be like, what the hell is Life Teen? What, who are you? They set up flat. They put it in the temple bulletin. They're starting a new religion. Yes. Um, hey no, guys, like we're they, out on Judaism. Just thought you might like to join. You're right. They had to do door to door evangelization because they were they were uh, they were evangelizing uh, the first time. Uh, they they had they they were trying to evangelize a a society that had not been evangelized yet. And I remember a little guy named uh, Pope John Paul II who said there are pox oh, of the faithful who have lost a living sense of the faith and so they need a new evangelization. You know who he got that from? A little friend of mine I like to call Luigi Giussani. Oh, interesting. The father of the new evangelization. Wow. Yeah, when I read this book, we're going to do a podcast on it, but it's probably going to take me like three months to read because it's very dense, I've heard. so. Okay. Well, you told me I can't read anything except Don Quixote this year, so I'm not going to be reading I did not say You that. did. You told me that. I'm not complaining. This is a dumb podcast. I love Don Quixote. I know. <laughs> I I have a new uh, I have renewed my love and 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 love of Don Quixote. I I didn't realize that. Did you know that he misnumbered some of the chapters on purpose? It does. It did say that in some of my footnotes. Yes, that he intentionally made mistakes. So like my all the intentional all the intentional mistakes were removed in the first one that I read. So I didn't get any Ooh. of that. I know. I did get a lot of footnotes too about like in Spanish. This is a reference to blah. I was like, that's, I don't know. I don't understand that. But what what translation did you use? I don't know. It's the blue one. We've talked about this. It's not the good one that you have. There's another good one that I don't have. Oh, read Don Quixote and join our discord. I think the best uh, translation of Don Quixote is just learning Spanish and reading it in Spanish. No, 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 no. See, 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 see. (laughs) Speaking of the word no, um, I was looking nice. at a spray bottle, and uh, oh, sorry, um, it said the word it said on, but I read it from the other direction, so I thought it said no. So I was like, ah, no, it will not spray. I was wrong. It did spray. Okay. Let's get into Doctor Ethan's dating corner. All right, you came to the right place, you ding dong. <laughs> It's called communication, baby. <laughs> Doctor, welcome to Doctor Ethan's Dating Corner, uh, sponsored by this guy who sent me a DM on Discord. Um, <laughs> Should probably have something uh, a little bit more to say if you're sponsoring a segment. Yeah, really. Uh, how can I help guys in my small group slash who I'm mentoring in the faith get over being turned down for a date or just with girl problems in general? Oh boy. If I haven't been that guy, I figure this would be a good question for you because you have been that guy. What do you mean? What are you trying to say? You're trying to say that you, you disciple guys and you might have those guys might've wanted to date people. Various. It was kind of an obsession the boys be trying boys only want one thing and it's disgusting and it's the sacrament of matrimony I'm just <laughs> I think have you tried <laughs> how old are these guys I'm assuming they're like college aged college aged yeah because this guy this guy's not that old so he's not mentoring like 50 right. year olds sure 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 <laughs> part of me man I don't want to cut this out I'm not going to say it women are great all right that is start. true let's I'm start with one. that let's start with that women are great uh 
unfortunately, I mean, we've said a lot of this before, but on the, on the cast that men have, have a bit of an unrealistic expectation of what's coming their way. Sure. You know? I think it's like, all right, you guys really want to meet some women. Just take them, just take it, like, go to a bar, take them out. Like, all right, go meet some women. This is what you're really what you want to do. <laughs> and just, just take them to the bar, buy some drinks and just say, all right, we're here. Start. Go take, some, you know, go, go talk to some women. Don't tell them that you're doing this, of course, but no. like take them out to the bar and they're going to realize that they don't really want to meet women as much as they want. What they really desire is a, a perfect trad wife that will take care of them and, and <laughs> do all of the things that like they desire comfort for themselves, right? Yes. They, they really want someone who will, uh, you know, listen to them when they're sad and someone who will cuddle with them when they want to watch a movie and someone who will like do all these things that like sure. every guy kind of wants, but like, they're not going to say out loud, you know, like they, they want someone to, uh, fill their, their wants, you know? Yes. And I think if you put them in a situation where they have an opportunity to just go and meet women in a socially acceptable place, not when you're being creepy and you shouldn't hit on anybody who's a service worker, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that everybody says, even though I have definitely hit on service workers. And I'm sorry to all of the, <laughs> the waitresses at Chili's that I've written on the receipt. That's not my fault. I was 15. But Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> what? You can't serve it at Chili's unless you're over 18. You can't. So what? I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was aiming high. So, <laughs> 15 so year old th- Ethan hitting on grown women. <laughs> Hey there, miss. Do you do you want to come to Daily Mass with me? That's basically what it was. Yeah. So I think yeah, put them in a situation and and force them to confront the reality that that what they want is not actually what they want, right? And if you can get them to admit that, cuz you know it and I know it, we all know it. Then it's like, all right, we can put that to the side for now. And and we can start working on your interior life. Or what will happen is you can watch all these guys fail at trying to get these girls out, which <laughs> will also be really, get really funny. Yeah. So that would be what I would suggest. How what do you, do you help think? guys getting turned down for a date, though? That was the question. Oh, yeah. That's the other question. I'm sorry. I, I got distracted. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you got to be with the boys. Like, that's really the only solution. You get turned down for a date. What do you want? You want to go bowling? All right. Let's get it. Let's go bowling. It's on me on the house. A pitcher of Mountain Dew for the table. <laughs> That's the only. It's just there's no way to. You can't heal anybody's wounds, and you can't force a guy to not be Ow. sad about something that he wants to be sad about. Yeah. What you can do is provide op- opportunities and Pizza. occasions for him to to get out, be with his friends, take his mind off of it. Time heals all wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you as a small group leader do not have an obligation to fix everyone. Okay, here's what you do. So. If yeah, you want to help a guy get over his girl troubles, all right. Tell me, Pat. You get you go to patreon.com slash crunch. No. <laughs> you chop up a clove of garlic. All right. Okay. <laughs> you chop a clove of garlic, put about like four tablespoons of olive you oil. You get a wooden a, a wooden knife and some silver. And you <laughs> chop up a clove of garlic. You put uh you put some olive oil in the pan. You saute the garlic, all right? You take some pizza dough, you spread it out. Spread it out. You put the olive oil in the garlic. The you roast the garlic in the olive oil. You put the garlic olive oil in the on the pizza. You spread the you spread the garlic over. Then you take about a handful of pistachios. You smash them and you sprinkle it all over the pizza. Okay. And then you take some red onions, thinly slice and put them over the pizza. Then you take fresh mozzarella cheese, put that all over the pizza. Then you put rosemary, fresh rosemary on the pizza as well. 
set the oven, preheat the oven to 450 degrees. You put it in the oven for about 10 minutes and then you uh, on bake and then you broil it for the last two and then you slice it up and eat it. It's pistachio pizza, baby. Why, why are there pistachios on the pizza? Oh, it's so good. He'll he'll no, love it. You eat no, the pizza no. and he'll forget all about his girl troubles. Patrick, there's no meat on this pizza. Yeah. First of all, You're how, welcome. Dare you dis- how dare you describe a delicious pizza on Ash Wednesday? That's very rude. <laughs> Second of all, how dare you not put any pepperoni on this Zaw? It's a meatless pizza. You can eat it on Friday during Lent. What's the point of pizza if you can't have pepperoni? Pepperoni pizza, is the worst topping. Pizza on is pizza. a pepperoni delivery vehicle. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan, that is it. Ethan, if you really want, if you really want uh, uh, pepperoni, what I can do is I can I can squeeze like pepperoni and like so the juices are out, and I can just take a bowl of grease and hand it to you. So it's a pepperoni. It's just a bowl of grease. It's a hot meat bowl where the little oil sits and the t- the ends curl up. You know, you are what you eat. That's all I'll say. I'm a greasy bowl of meat. Baby. I'm a, I'm a hot grease bowl. Check me out. <laughs> I love pepperoni. If you disagree with Patrick about pepperoni, you can say so in the Discord. I'm a uh, sausage and mushrooms guy. Really? Yep. I think the best pizzas are the the meat lovers pizza or the ones that like will say, you know, uh only like on the menu says only get this one if you're a man. And it's like <laughs> I like being it's like, pandered to. Yes, I like being pandered to because I like that pizza because it has hamburger, Italian sausage, Canadian bacon, regular bacon, pepperoni. It's just meat time. Just those are the different best kinds of meat. That's just that's such a waste of different meats. What do you mean it's a waste? Meats of have girl. seasonings getting, I, and flavor. Like why would you put hamburger all and Italian flavored sausage meats. and <laughs> like meat lovers pizza is just a waste of my time. That's what it is. It's you like are, oh, this is meat lovers. Gross. Meat lovers pizza is like it's just oh. it's just grotesque it's just too much oh and and your idea of a good pizza is has mushrooms yeah yeah okay that's my second idea of a good pizza my idea of the best vegetable mushrooms you eat it and it's like you're eating i want you to hit that that backwards 30 seconds button several times go back to my recipe for how to make pistachio pizza i want you to go make it for yourself this friday you and your 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 whoever you whoever you are listening to this podcast you and your people Okay. okay yes Pizza dough at Walmart's like a dollar. Split it in half, it makes two pizzas. I want you to make that easy. I want you to make that pizza, and I want you to tell me if it's not the best dang pizza you ever tasted. Best dang thing. Phoebe and I eat it once a week. We need to. My wife and I eat half a pound of mozzarella cheese a week (laughs) each. (laughs) Yikes! It's too much mozzarella cheese. I eat a lot of cheese myself. Yeah, (laughs) I get one of those big Tillamook things that like big blocks of cheese. (laughs) Sure, yeah. And I just every day I'm sawing some of that off, and I'm yeah. But who, who can say if it's bad or not? I lost I lost ten pounds. I don't. I think there's lots of things that you can eat a lot of and still lose and still weight. lose ten pounds. Yeah. Not meat lovers pizza. That's for darn sure. The the slander has gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> meat lovers pizza is is the best kind of pizza. If it's it's. Well, maybe not the best. The best pizza is a pure pepperoni, just pepperoni and cheese. Meat lovers pizza is like when I was a kid, how I would always cheese. get the large milkshake because I thought I was cheating myself out of a, out of an extra milkshake if I got the small. You know what I mean? Like meat lovers pizza is like meat lovers pizza is like how Five Guys the regular burger is a double burger with like way too much bacon on it. That's you, what you are just. First of all, this my mouth is watering. 
because I'm very hungry. This is the I, worst. This is the worst thing I could have really, done. This is really, really not good. I'm so sorry this. that I'm doing but, this to you. But sec- so second of all, I have a fillet of fish waiting for me in the next five minutes, so I'm fine. <laughs> second of all, it's only it's only four o'clock here, so I'm, dinner's not for a while. Yeah. But um, <laughs> second of all, the the Five Guys double burger, pretty good. Indeed. Like you, it's you can't deny that Five Guys kind of knows what they're doing, right? Yeah. So if you find a meat lovers pizza. That is equivalent to the quality of the Five Guys. Mm-hmm. You're doing all right. Obviously, I might go like to your, Five your, Guys tomorrow. <laughs> your Pizza Hut, your Pizza Hut meat lovers, that's just like carelessly thrown together and it's just not, not very good. That's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about high quality stuff. <laughs> You're talking about where there's like a, a perfect proportion on each slice. Yes. Canadian bacon yes. to sausage to. No. <laughs> 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 anyway, this is my penance. You're giving your my penance for Lance is to fast and then have someone describe Meat Lovers Pizza to me. That is the this is the worst Ash Wednesday I've ever had. <laughs> hey, but you know what tomorrow is? It's, it's Meat, Meat Island, Island Thursday. Thursday. I am. I'm going out to lunch with a guy tomorrow. So, a guy in my Bible study who no one told me to get lunch with him. Wow. It so, wasn't part of a syllabus. It wasn't part it wasn't of a curriculum. Wasn't part of a syllabus. No, no. He just we grew in relationship to the point where I said like, "Hey, let's get lunch this week." And he was like, "Yes, I love it." Because that's what you do with your friends. So, patreoncom slash country, facebook.com slash group slash discord.com. Link in description to join our Discord. We only need thirteen more people to hit two hundred, which I don't know what we're waiting for. I know I a lot know of you listen to this podcast. I know a lot of you are afraid of Discord. My mother-in-law is in the Discord. That should, I don't know how to sell it any better than that. There it is. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? If you have uh, been negatively affected financially by the Crunch Podcast, we are legally obligated to tell you there's a class action lawsuit against us. Uh, we set up a fund, a reimbursement fund, that has exactly $0 in it. But we will uh, give you... We will tell you that we're sincerely sorry if you've been negatively affected by advice you've heard on the Crunch Catholic Podcast. Um, you can take it up with uh, the 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 class action. Uh, is The plaintiff is represented by uh, Bob Wasserman and Associates, so you can contact him at uh, 412. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, that's I, I I I recently got a class action lawsuit letter in the mail. So did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Who are you, who are you going to sue? Who are you? What, what, who are you I'm not suing anyone. In fact, by 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 either doing nothing or filling out the class action lawsuit form, I'm waiving my right to sue Herf Jones, <sighs> the gradu the graduation cap and gown company that Phoebe used our credit card for when she graduated last year, and then we got we got a bunch of uh, fraudulent charges from Applecom, not dot com, Applecom. Applecom, interesting. That's how they get you. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. And we'll see you all next week. Bye.